0: This is the St. Louis Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Last Man Up Podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Matt Berger, Clay Byersdorfer, and Andy Hanselman alongside. Hi. Wherever you are listening to us, whenever you are listening to us, we hope you are well. Fellas, it seems like it's been forever since I've seen you, even though it's only been a little over a week. It's been like 10 days. Yeah, like 10 whole days. But so much has happened in those 10 days. I mean, like, the the times that we're living in now... We live in exciting times, Matt
0: Berger, is what I say. Exciting
1: times, but, like, with social media and a 24-hour news cycle, even when it comes to sports, 10 days, it feels like 10 years. So fast. Because Nike released an ad that broke into the internet... And Broke has released and uh, has caused the creation of some of the best memes I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Every single one of these just do it memes. I've loved every single one of them. Not a, one of them has not been funny. All been good. They've all been fantastic. And I've been posting them like crazy on my Facebook page. <laughs> I, see, I saw that very, too.
2: very active. Very
1: active about too. it. I, fe- I I was waiting for someone to say, look, man, <laughs> quit po- like quit posting <laughs> this shit. But people keep telling me, keep posting these things. I love them. Uh, so I'm like, if I find one that I, I see one that I think is super funny that a lot of people will get, I will post it. I mean, like, there's been some where I'm like, okay, not everybody's going to get this joke. Right. Like one of them was the, the stutterer from uh, Harlem Nights, the movie Harlem Nights right. with Richard Pryor yeah. and Eddie Murphy. And I'm like, okay, not everybody's going to get this one, so I'm not going to post it. And there were a couple I'm like, look, man, if I post this one, I'm going to get so many comments <laughs> That I'm never going to get to sleep. I'm going to be arguing politically with people all day long. I'm not going to do that one either. It's a double-edged sword. It it really is. You kind of have to pick and choose. really do. But some of them have been absolutely fantastic. I posted one today with Smalls from uh, The Sandlot about him getting kicked out of the pool for faking drowning and then kissing (laughs) Wendy Wendy Peppercorn. Peppercorn. Yeah, I saw that one. So that one was that one was a pretty big hit. A lot of people like that known. one.
2: Universally known.
1: Yes. Yes. Well worth it, Young Small. <laughs> uh, but the, all those memes have been fantastic. The commercial from Nike was an effective one. It's a good one. I mean, people were talking about Nike. It was either either good or bad. Oh yeah. And it seems like a lot of the people who are now anti Nike and not Nike are people who I wouldn't normally think would buy Nike to begin with. Right. They seem more like the New Balance crowd <laughs> than they did the Nike crowd. The, the dad crowd. The dad crowd. So, like, you burning your Nikes, are you saying that you're never going to buy Nike ever again? Your prerogative, this is America, you can do whatever you want. But I don't think Nike had you in mind when they decided to make this ad mm-hmm. and go in this direction.
0: And obviously not because their uh, their sales were up 31%.
1: Yes. They knew what they were doing. Right. Mm. Now, the thing that I find... They ain't stupid. No, but what I find weird about it is that now... We now have corporate-sponsored protests in the United States. That's what it kind of seems like to me.
2: I don't know if it's anti. I don't know if it's necessarily protest as a, as a much as creating additional conversation around it because it's really hard for a, a big name company like Nike to go ahead and stick a foot in the ground because if you saw, I mean, you saw the ad, uh, you know, they they featured you know athletes who have overcome different obstacles so Absolutely. it wasn't it wasn't specifically pointed at one and that's why i really enjoyed the ad in itself you know no matter what your stance on you know kneeling for the flag or whatever it is they created a conversation and you know developed brand equity that hasn't been seen in quite a while. So G- Nike was genius. They lost, you know, some some fans, but I think gained in their, you know, their demographic of 18 to 29 year old, Absolutely. you know, males because their sales are up, you know, for that demographic and that's their target demographic. So they did their and job.
1: Here's one thing that that drives me crazy and this has driven me crazy for years. It seems like apparently the only, the words bravery and courage and sacrifice can only be applied to people who are in the military or first responders and that's it. No one else is allowed to be courageous, no one else is allowed to be considered that they've sacrificed anything mm-hmm. and no one else is allowed to be considered heroic. Those three like those categories are only uh can only be applied to military, police and you know first responders and that's it. Would you agree that in general though that those terms are thrown around too often? Okay, but here's what here's what my argument is. There are degrees of all of those things. There are. And that's what I think is getting lost. No one is saying that what Colin Kaepernick did is more heroic or or, or that he sacrificed more than someone who gave their life or gave their not. limbs overseas. No one is saying that. And that's if not, what is, I,
0: it's not what I read on Twitter.
1: If, if, but if someone is saying that, then they're wrong. But <laughs> I don't think that's what the point is. There are it's different not. levels of heroicism, and right. courage, and bravery. There are. Just right. like there's, defi- there, there's, crime, there's felonies and there's misdemeanors. I got into the same argument with TJ Mo one time about Caitlyn Jenner. And I said, what Caitlyn Jenner, is, what Caitlyn Jenner did, Bruce Jenner did, whether, it doesn't matter whether or not you agree with it or disagree with mm. it, it does take a certain level of courage to do what he did. Okay, is it this? Is it the same kind of courage as someone who has a gun and is storming into a battlefield? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that he is. No, no person right. in their right mind would say that. But I mean, there are. It takes a certain level of courage to do something that you think is going to make you feel comfortable that you know almost everybody is going to ridicule behind your back. Right? Yeah, there's going to be like the liberal crowd who's going to applaud Caitlyn Jenner for doing whatever he did. Sure. Okay, but the majority of people are ridiculing him. I would say behind their back, behind his back. Ridiculing her back, Caitlyn Jennifer. K- oh, I mean, give me the butt of jokes, and I've made the same jokes myself. But I joke about everything, right? Okay, but it does take a certain amount of courage to do something that you know other people are going to be ridiculing you for. Okay, mm-hmm. is like I said, it's not the same amount of courage as someone who runs into a Bernie building right. or a cop who's chasing down something like a suspect down the highway. I'm not saying yeah. that they are. Okay, my, my my oldest niece recently started kindergarten. And she's never done this before, gone into a strange school and, and teachers and kids that she doesn't know. Okay. That's but it, it takes a certain level of courage yeah. to do that. It does. I'm not saying it's the same as a, as a, as, as a firefighter. Right. Right. But I apparently, any, like, if, I, if I say that someone is courageous and you don't like what they're doing, then that automatically means that I'm comparing that person to a soldier or a firefighter or a cop and I'm not. And it's ridiculous to, to think that way. Absolutely ridiculous.
0: I, I mean, for, it just makes sure for terrible, terrible radio. But I, <laughs> but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, there are different degrees of of, of being a hero and being courageous. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick sacrif- he did sacrifice his entire NFL career, Absolutely. for for this for this cause. And I saw a great. I saw, and we were talking about memes a little while ago. I saw a great meme last week after all this, <clears throat> and they said it was uh, from uh, an army guy. He says, "I'm going to keep wearing my Nike boots because I, I don't, I really don't know if they wear Nike boots or not, but they do. Do they really? My boots are Nikes.
2: Are they really? Yeah, really comfortable.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to keep wearing my Nike boots because I fight for Colin Kaepernick to have the freedom to do what he's absolutely to do what he does. I'm like, that's the point. That is freedom of speech. That is okay, exactly.
1: But, but, but then, but it's, been complete, it's been, But what Colin Kaepernick has been doing has been so lost."
0: Oh, Ooh, like, absolutely!
1: What he is protesting has been so lost and so morphed that, like, when Nike got involved, and I said that now we have corporate-sponsored protests, and people are like, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's interfering with his message. I'm like, his message was lost and interfered with a long time ago, a long time ago, a long time ago.
2: I think. Do you think the? Here's a question for you guys. Do you think the ad would have had the same effect had they not shown the different athletes? in that same ad. I mean, you Probably. have Shaquem Griffin. Is it Shaquem or Shaquille? The Shaquem. Shaquem Griffin, you know, playing with one arm. That's his, you know. Yeah. And sacrifice and courage are, are really in the eyes of the beholder or whoever, you know, is looking at it. You know, so that resonates more with me than Colin Kaepernick. You know, they also showed Serena Williams and, and you know, bad people, timing. Right. No kidding. <laughs> uh, You know, people overcoming their own personal sacrifice. But the question I have for you guys is, had they not shown that those differing, you know, degrees of courage and sacrifice, would the ad still have the same effect?
1: Like if it was just like if a one- it was
2: just Colin Kaepernick, like
1: let's say it's just a one shot of Colin Kaepernick walking down the street, right. and he's still doing the same voiceover, right. but it's just from that like a Martin Scorsese type angle, yes. I do not think it would be nearly as effective. I don't
2: think so either. I don't think so either.
1: But I mean, the thing is, is that you're you're. Nike is athletic apparel. that right. is what you 're trying to sell oh,
2: so I mean you're, you're, they you're, picked the perfect poster child for this type of campaign one hundred you I mean, yeah.
1: 're going to sell athletic apparel you 're going to show athletes right like I, I saw people on Twitter who were like you know who cannot stand Colin Kaepernick because they think that he hates the military, even though you know he 's talked to somebody in the military about how to protest uh, during the national anthem yeah, they told him not to sit. they told no, him to told, kneel because kneeling is more
0: res. More respectful.
1: Yes. So anyway, people don't care about that. Um, Why wouldn't you care about that? Because people...
0: First of all, I I get it. It's against their narrative. It goes against what they're trying to prove. Absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. But But it's the truth. But I I saw people say, like, well, how come they're showing... How come they're not showing, you know, like, you know, cops and firefighters and, and military people in these Nike ads? I'm like... Until you just said something, I had no idea that Nike sold military boots. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm like, sells a lot lot of stuff. I'm like, you know, Nike sells athletic apparel. You're going to show athletes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's their demographic. I mean, and I go back to what I said before for their targeted demographic for young males, 18 to 29 in this generation who are at you know the the forefront of evolution of social media protests, you know, bringing up issues politically. Um, you know, mixing brands with causes and things like that. Their demographic, they picked the perfect—they did person. They really to did. to
0: emulate,
1: emulate that behavior. They, they couldn't have picked. A, they couldn't picked anybody better.
0: No. I would love to see their next ad be Nike. We're still a Department of Defense contractor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we make the boots that serve that serve American soldiers. You know
1: what? They should. They really they should. Abs- they absolutely should. They should absolutely do that.
0: I think it, it would.
1: Be even more positive response. Well, mul- response
2: multiple brands are too. Like Under Armour, also is is um, a contractor for the military. There's Under Armour boots, boots there's as under, well. There's Under Armour is, T-shirts. Is it one of those where like you, just, like you just
1: like you just kind of like pick which ones you like as far as comfort and feel goes oh i mean you're issued
2: you know like a standard pair of boots but you know after you get out of basic and you know advanced then, training then things get, like that it's pretty much yeah do, as long okay. as it falls within regulation sure um you know and, and color scheme and
0: all that do you have to buy those at the px or are they giving to you for like for free
2: oh you gotta order those yeah okay they're not giving you nike boots
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> what
2: would they give you Was it? they're giving you is the it new, uh is it the belleville oh. red wing you know <laughs> oh okay these things Tense. are made from like camel yeah. and uh, they're about 100 degrees on your feet and they're not very uh, no cushioning
1: agile. yeah no cushioning
2: there's a reason military people have terrible feet after they get out of the service it's most likely because their boots were terrible their entire career yeah you got to take lieutenant like, dan told you people to take
0: care of
1: <laughs> you, your feet you took the words right out of my mouth i said lieutenant dan told us one thing yeah it was you fre- got to take care of fresh your fresh pair of socks fresh pair of fresh socks, pair of socks. Every- and i always have a fresh pair of socks at every stop Every yes.
2: every mission I ever went out on, you know, I've spent time all over the world. Every mission, one of the first items packed was a fresh pair of socks. And, always telling and, us and, the... and baby wipes. Would always? you pack? Oh, really? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Baby wipes will save your life. I believe because it. When you've been out in the field for a while, you can and, whore bath with them. Oh, you can whore bath all day with them. I mean, I've gone days. I've gone. I think my longest time without showering was eight days when I was oh. overseas. Out, I was out on mission, but you couldn't have tell because I smelled like a baby's
1: bottom. Well, hey, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> It's clay, everybody. I'm learning all <laughs> kinds of things here from Clay. I know, me too. It's great. Nike Army boots and then uh, baby wipes are good for whore baths. They're good for whore baths. If you, if you need well, go, I,
0: I mean, this is common knowledge. I if mean, you,
1: if you need to go on an eight day bender, baby <laughs> wipes are what you need so you can be smelling like a rose. I was going to say if you've ever wanted to feel
2: at your lowest of low, take a, take a whore bath after not showering for a week. One of my favorite,
1: then, one of my favorite stories, Motley Crue stories. This was during like when Motley Crue was in their heyday in the in the mid to late 80s. Yeah, that Tommy Lee and Nikki Sixx had a contest to see who can go the longest without bathing and still get laid. Oh, and I want to say Tommy Lee went the longest. I think he went 30 days. He God. went 30 days without bathing and was still being able to get it.
0: Well, because he has that he had that. Well, yeah, he had that baby's arm.
1: He's got that thing that helps. <laughs> And also being in, one of the has, biggest, for, and being in one of the biggest bands in the world also helps, too. Right. I was going to say popularity allows that. I that mean, yeah, that's more than, that's more than that.
2: anything else. You and I cannot go to work without showering, you know, for 30 if he, days. If,
1: we'll if, be he fired. At, if he worked at 7-Eleven, I, <laughs> I don't think he'd be getting that same kind of streak. There's what's still the, a grooming standard at 7-Eleven. What's 7-11? the
0: biggest con you ever pulled on a girl in a bar to get to get laid?
1: Oh, wow. I, I, I don't think I've ever done that. I've never really pulled I a I did con. it
0: once, and it didn't work. What was the kind you tried to pull so i had a, I had a a friend who was black okay and he was uh he was uh on the rams uh training squad okay rams quote unquote yes and I, and, I, and i was his agent
1: ah that's not a bad one had I thought about it at the time two thousand and one when I was in Florida for spring training and I was you know in much better shape and I was you know in my early twenties, yeah, I could have passed for a baseball player because I remember one time I was at a bar in Jupiter. And some girl asked me, she goes, So, you know, so why are you down here? And I was like, Well, I'm down here for spring training. And then she asked me what team I played for. Oh. And I stupidly said, Oh, I don't play on a team. I'm just down here to watch the Cardinals. So then, you're just some
2: other jamoke down there. Yeah, watching so a game. That, that I'm a that media was, member, man.
1: That was that was my George Costanza moment of <laughs> I don't like drinking coffee; it keeps me up at night. Coffee's right. not coffee. Coffee sex. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my George Costanza moment. One of many George Costanza moments, I must
2: say. I think the worst thing I ever told a girl, and I always regret this, is I think New Year's New Year's Eve, like three years ago, I went to the. um down at the Chase Park Plaza they have that annual you know that is a target back, rich environment oh my yes oh gosh um this girl you know I, I was talking to her at the bar and she was just like she's a big hockey fan okay and she goes you look like a hockey player and i was like oh you yeah I look like a that? hockey player so i had longer hair back then the beard was grown out too so yeah uh she goes uh you know you look like a hockey player and i was like oh yeah and she was like yeah totally and, uh, yeah, I made up some name and I played for like the AHL and I was like getting called up to the major. I was wasted beyond all belief, <laughs> but,
1: uh, got her number. Never hey. saw her again though. Oh, well, <laughs> so it's kind of worked. You, see, just, like, you just like, you know, gin up some kind of Russian accent and it wasn't even like it, I
2: think like looking back on it my memory's hazy due to the alcohol. Oh yeah. But... It was New Year's Eve. <laughs> But looking back on it, I wish I would have played it up a little bit more. Like, it yeah, I don't remember throwing on an accent or
1: it's, anything. It's, it's or, the same thing with me in two thousand one when I was in Jupiter. She's like, "Oh, so you're so you're a player," and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs>
0: oh no. <laughs> no, no! Are
1: you kidding me? I'm a regular schmo. I work for a consumer finance company, honey. She, what are you talking she about? Was,
2: she was down there trying to get the uh, Mrs. degree. That's
1: what. Yeah, she was down there to get her, her MRS.
0: Yeah. Oh, very nice.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. Which? Which is? A, I mean. I never knew how bad it was until I got down there and saw it like in person. Sweet chasers. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. It's bad. Big oh, down there, it's bad in Jupiter. Oh my God. It's bad. Whoops. It's
2: bad from I mean, college on. Even when I was at Mizzou and freaking um oh the quarterback that was doing cocaine off the Matty Mox. Maddie, Maddie Mock. B- Yeah. I mean Maddie Mox I think he even had a girlfriend at the time, but I mean it Tracking. was just like Allegedly. Every- yeah. Can allegedly. we say allegedly? Allegedly. Okay. Uh, keep ourselves
0: out of trouble here, fellas. <laughs>
2: But, I mean, everywhere, you know, they went out, him, like, Damian Washington, I mean, Doriel Green Beckham was another one when that yeah. kid came to school. It was just, I mean, girls lined up out the door and
1: around the corner. Do you
0: remember that famous picture of him standing in the gym? He's playing basketball.
1: Doriel Green Beckham?
0: Yes. Okay. And he has a pair of basketball shorts, and his baby arm is hanging down to his freaking knees. Yeah,
1: well, I mean... <laughs> There's a reason why they're wearing those shorts. Like we're all that.
0: we're all blessed for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm not. This was years ago. I was at the Brick House in Chesterfield Valley. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting to meet this girl at Oishi, which is the hibachi bar that's also in Chesterfield Valley. But they did like those the hibachis. They're open for lunch and then they close down for like four hours and then they open up again like at five or six o'clock. I get, they got to get the knife sharp. That's what it is. So I'm um, <laughs> at the brick house, killing time until I have to go meet her at Oishi. So I'm sitting at the bar and I see this gentleman sitting to my left and I'm like, That guy looks so familiar. Why does he look familiar? I've seen him before somewhere. And then he he pays his bill and then he stands up and I'm like, Holy shit, that's David Lee. Like, and he had, like he,
2: forward for the New York Knicks, David Lee. Yeah, yeah well at the time he, at the he time. At,
1: well at the time he uh, he was with the Golden State Warriors. Okay. So Shamanadgram? Oh yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. I don't know if it's Chaminade or CBC. Chaminade. Chaminade. Yeah. So
1: he he paid his tab, and him and his friend they left. So the girl came over, and I used to know every single girl that worked at the brick house, but this wasn't one that I knew. And she goes, uh, "Who was that guy? Like everybody's kind of buzzing about him." I'm like, "That's David Lee." I go, "He uh, I go, he's a you know he's a basketball player." And she goes, oh, she goes, well, I asked him what he did. And he said he played basketball. She goes, I thought he meant for fun. And I go, (laughs) I'm like, no, honey. I'm like, I I go, he, you know, he's a former (laughs) all-star. He he gets paid to play. And she goes, well, he left me a nice tip. I'm like, well, he should have. He signed like a $90 million contract like two years ago. And And as soon as I said $90 million contract, you should have seen the look on her face. She goes. You mean to tell me you let those millions of dollars walk out of here right now? Like, you're just now telling me this? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, if if you want to go throw yourself on the hood of his car like TJ Hooker (laughs) and give him a beach, I'm pretty sure you could could probably still do that. I don't think he's left yet. I mean, it's amazing Uh, how as soon as they know oh yeah, uh, a famous athlete is in the area. There was that episode of Broke on uh, the 30 for 30 Broke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a woman, she developed an app called the Ballers app. And what it was is that it was like a notification system that was set up with like waitresses and bartenders and maitre d's that would let you know when a certain athlete was in that restaurant or in that bar. So if you were wanting to, if you were, you know, if you were a St. Louis 10. If you were in the market. If you were a St. Louis 10 and let's say your, your goal in life is to become Mrs. Harrison Bader or Mrs. Tyler O'Neill. And there, you know, at the tin roof or at the wheelhouse, all you have to do is just send you a text and you go put on your uh, your best outfit and then work your way down there and see what you can do
2: in the, in there in women's defense, It's not segregated by gender because I would totally go for a female pro athlete. Cheryl Swoops, Anna Kornikova. Martina you
0: know. <laughs> I, don't
1: think you, I, saw, I don't think you have what Martina's looking for. I t- you don't know surprise, that. Surprise, surprise, Clay. I think, I you th- don't I think, know that. I think Martina's likes, she likes innies, not outies.
2: <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I would do the exact, I, have no, I would have no shame doing the exact same
0: thing. Okay, but I mean. If you were with Hope Solo, would you take her to Arby's? <laughs> oh my God. No.
1: I'm, <laughs> this is going to be would, the episode that gets us kicked off. I would, I would never, I would never make <laughs> Kicked off the airways right here. Hope Solo is a little too violent for me. I got the Arby's she joke. She is right. That's she, I got the Arby's joke. though. But she's a little too go, violent Hope for me. Hope Solo
2: killed again. Did you get not the, really? Did you she,
1: get the Arby's joke?
2: I I got the Arby's joke. I just okay. chose not to. Yeah. Oh, it you guys are, are
1: terrible.
0: We're, 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 <laughs> we're, 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 we're <laughs> bypassing that. As long as you're on my network here. And I, I own this program. You guys have to acknowledge and laugh at all of my oh, guys. I'll you. give
1: you a chuckle, but we're not going to talk about solos. <laughs> we're not, those not going Dave. to explain any further nope. what that is. We'll, d- we'll, we'll leave that for the scholars. But, right? Uh, okay. WNBA players, you can go ahead. I can go ahead and, and toss all of them out because they're all going to be taller than me and all these girls now, man. Even girls who are like 5'3", they all want guys who are like 6'2". <laughs> That's true. I, so, I have
0: two I words for you guys. What's that? Paige Sporanik.
1: Oh, Okay. Well, yeah. well sure. I mean, she, she's one, but here's another thing, too. Like, there aren't that many female athletes that, you know, or... That like boys? Well, there's that. <laughs> but I'm going to say there's, like, there's not that many female athletes when it comes to compared to, like, male athletes, especially, like, in the market that we're in.
2: I would say so. But I go back to my point. If I if I walk into a bar and I see, I don't know, Sue Bird. Okay. You know, at the, at the bar, and I recognize it's Sue Bird.
1: I'm gonna go for it. What's your what's your pickup line to Sue Bird? I'm Clay uh, Byersdorf,
2: I play minor league hockey. I'm Clay Byersdorfer, and you can't dunk on me. <laughs> You're gonna
1: challenge her to a game one on I will say 101? that I
2: could never date a woman if she was able to dunk on me, because that's okay. ultimate
1: shame. See, uh, okay, that, that, that's where I'm really screwed then, because they're all gonna be able to dunk on me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't give a shit <laughs> if they can dunk. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that would be cool, but like, I mean, almost all these WNBA players, they they're usually almost all six foot at least. Yeah. If not close to it, if they're not going to be six foot, they're going to be five ten, and they all want to wear like six inch heels. That so, or
2: they're like damn near seven feet tall. That like too, Brittany Griner status. Yeah, so that
1: that's <laughs> Britney Griner. Um, so yeah, that's not going to happen. It's it's not. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> You're listening to the Last Man Up podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore burger. Follow Clay at Ton of Clayton. And follow Andy at Emo6. And also follow the show at Last Man Up pod. Um, Very, very key. Very, 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 very key. Plug right at the end. So uh, (laughs) this is going to be a a jam-packed segment because we're going to talk about Cardinals. We're going to talk about NFL. We're going to talk about college all in the one. Oh, wow. So now, last time we were... We Take 1. Re- last, yeah, last time we recorded... Lap one. <laughs> uh, the last time we recorded a podcast, we were talking about how the Cardinals rushed right out and hi- hired Mike uh, Schilt full-time as a manager. Removed the interim tag. Yep. He is on contract for the rest of this year and for two more years. And now we're starting to see some Mike Matheny-like tendencies in Mike Schilt. I hate to say I told you so. Oh, I'm not ready God. to say I told you so. You shouldn't be ready to tell me. Okay, but you can't be too happy with the way that he's kind of managed his bullpen the past couple of weeks. There's growing for pains the for sure. Days. There's growing pains. Nightingale
2: talked about it too. Um, you know, it it it's going to be interesting when you know Mike Schilt faces adversity. I think was the term that he used. Um, and you're seeing that. There's definitely growing pains. It's not like you know the Cardinals were going to continue the run because that's the you're eb- right. ebb and flow of the game of baseball. You know what they were able to do with the players that they have and and you know the roster as it is is remarkable and and anyone that you know says otherwise is is foolish at best but there are growing pains and you, and you're definitely seeing those and you've seen those definitely over the last 2 weeks
1: we were recording this on September 12th right now they have 81 wins the way they they were going the pace they were at I figured this was going to be the year in total. It was going to be like 81, 82, 83. Very, very surprised. So you do have to give Mike Schill credit for that. Right now they are – they have a second wild card spot. Right. They're two behind the Brewers for the first one. They're two ahead of the Los Angeles Dodgers who are coming into St. Louis this weekend for a three-game series, a very – Big series. A very big series. Um, A couple nights ago, Adam Wainwright made his return to the mound. He is starting Sunday night against the Dodgers. Again. Again. Um, I think they are playing with fire.
0: Absolutely with with are.
1: Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Now
0: just to interrupt you Go but, ahead. in a very, very rude way. I sure. apologize. No, you're fine. But they need
1: guys to take starts. They do, okay, but here's my it, it kudos to Clay Byersdorfer for calling it that Carlos Martinez is now the Cardinals closer. Weird. But He's I like don't, Kreskin. Okay. But okay, so so riddle me this, Creskin. Why is Carlos Martinez healthy enough to be the reliever, but not healthy enough to be the starter?
2: Well, to me, and I back to the point that I made, you know, a week or so ago. I you really like what you have in the eighth and ninth with Hicks and Martinez, and that's a really, you know, a really really formidable eighth and ninth inning. What perplexes me most is you have a guy in Tyson Ross that you signed for said reason to take up spots, yes, you know, to eat up innings, to keep these young guys, you know, the the pitch count down to keep Michaelis's pitch count down because. Every starter right now for the St. Louis Cardinals has not thrown more than 180 innings in their professional career in, mm-hmm. in one season. So you needed a guy like that. So that's the more perplexing part to me, is especially when you go out and sign a guy you know, to a minimum like that, to do that one job, Yes, and you don't use him in that fashion. That was the most perplexing thing to me.
1: I understand that right now his role is a reliever, but what about Dakota Hudson? Isn't he supposed to be a starter? And someone else, <laughs> he did not look very good last night. And I have never been that high on him, but Luke Weaver has been a starter. I mean, who do you you trust more at this point in their careers, Luke Weaver or Adam Wainwright?
2: When you take into account just this season and you take out, you know, everything else the last couple of years, it's hard to even say that Luke Weaver is the best guy for that situation because Weaver has not been dominant by any means. Not at all. Or showing that, you know, he could give to me could give much more than what Wainwright has given. You know, we the biggest thing that you've seen, especially the last couple of weeks, is starters failing to go five innings. Uh, you know, and especially that fourth fifth spot in the rotation. So uh it, it is perplexing. I don't really understand it, but we live in the St. Louis area and are automatically grouped into B Nation. So
1: Yes. No yeah. one traffics, <laughs> no one traffics in the feel good so, quite like so, the St. Louis Cardinals. So Gardens. we
2: have to automatically back everything that Wainwright D- does or yes. the team is doing, for and, and
1: and similar to what I was talking about in the first segment, that if you say that someone is courageous or heroic and they are <laughs> not a member of the military or a first responder, you cannot say anything negative about Adam Wainwright and think it's, that he's a good guy.
2: It's the it's the very same mentality. It's the exact B- same B- mentality. B- Nation. Yeah,
1: and, and I don't understand it.
2: That Nike app was made for the best things <laughs> in
1: baseball. <laughs> Just because I'm saying that. Adam Wainwright no longer has it. I don't want to see him pitching in a Cardinals oh. uniform ever again. Makes me think – I mean, this does not mean that I want to see him, you know, penniless and homeless and jobless right. and hairless by the end of the day. Burned in hell, Wainwright. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you that know, whatsoever. No, no, he gave us 12
0: great years.
1: that's great uh, years. You,
2: you have to be as objective as possible and as mu- as much nostalgia as you get from Wainwright doing anything, you know, for the St. Louis Cardinals and doing anything well – you have to look at the situation. The Cardinals are very much in the thick of the playoff race after Absolutely. many, including you and I, both deemed Dave lost them, season. Yeah, declared them dead. So how do you not look at the situation and decide, is this really the best move for the organization and the team for this particular and season? And I think
1: I think what a lot of it is, is that because Adam Wainwright is, I mean, based on his 12 year career and yeah. everything that he's accomplished, yeah. he does kind of have like that Yachty type mystique where... You're going to you're going to say Adam Wainwright can't do something. Who right. are you? You're He's Mike. Gonna, you're, you're Mike Schild. Right. No one knew who you were up until a couple of months ago, and now you're going to tell the great Adam Wainwright that he can't do something. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that into it too.
2: Right. There's a lot of pressure, I think, from from different. I mean, multiple, multiple sources. I'm sure John Mazzalek, you know, Mike Gersh are in the same thought process that we're in right now, determining, okay, what's best for the fan base and then what's best for the team oh, Okay, but,
1: but what's best for the fan base should never be anything it, that they it, ever, he, ever, it, ever consider. It
2: never should, but in that role, in that role, you'd have to take account for it. Oh, man, own, it from it, an if, ownership standpoint, from a GM standpoint, you, you, if, you don't have to necessarily act upon it, but is it in the
1: back of your mind? Absolutely. Oh, God. But if, 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 I, I pray that you're wrong on that. He will be on the
0: shortest leash ever on Sunday.
1: On Sunday. I, I'm with oh, you. for I, sure. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did in his last out. And album. they rolled him back out for the fifth inning? I was stunned. Shocked. I was yeah. stunned. But I, they said I, was, I took, I took a shower they, and I came out and I'm like, he's still on the mound? <laughs> but Hummel asked Schilt
0: after the game why he did it. He it goes, it's because he was facing the 8-9-1 and one hitter. In the top.
1: Which
2: isn't a bad move, strategically. No. You, know, it's, it's, you it's, don't it's, waste it's, a bullpen it it's, on it's that. Not. If
0: it would have been harder to line up, he says he would have pulled him. It would have been two, three, four, three, so four, five.
2: A, he's and, not completely Matheny.
1: And I want to say, shout out to Arlington Lane of In The Zone Network. He call, he said it on Twitter. I think it was either him or it was Baby O. One of those two gentlemen said that if Adam Wainwright says he felt he felt good, he's going to get another start. Oh, yeah. And Adam Wainwright said, yeah, I feel great. Yep, he got another start. I mean, like that's all it takes.
2: And it's hard to do anything else with him because it's almost, I mean... You say, like, man, maybe Carlos Martinez shouldn't be in the bullpen, but do you throw Wainwright out there? I in mean, the bullpen? In the bullpen? Like, no. no, he he has to start or he doesn't play. Okay, so. but
1: there's one thing that this Cardinals team doesn't have, and that's a shortage of bullpen arms. They do not. They have so many bullpen arms. Yeah. I mean, someone can take over for that. I would – I mean – I hope that I'm wrong about Adam, about Adam Wainwright. Nothing would make me happier than oh, yeah. to be wrong. And then to have them go out and then Sunday night against that very tough Dodgers lineup and he goes out there and he shuts them down for like five or six innings or gives up like one run. Right. I would be ecstatic if that happens. I just have a feeling that, I mean, people, Adam Wainwright is 36 years old, but his last outing, the last time he pitched was May. He's had how many surgeries? He's had an yeah. Achilles injury. He's had arm problems. Yep. I mean, he's, there's a lot of hard miles on that body. He did a great, or he did okay that last outing. It doesn't mean that he's going to do it again. Right. When you're an aging athlete, that doesn't mean that you can never do it. It just means you can't do it as often.
2: Right. And it takes you longer to come back and do that it too. again. You don't. You don't have the young body that can bounce back day after day and, and and throw multiple innings. Um. But it it's a tough situation. I I mean I completely agree with you. I would love to see him come out on Sunday and absolutely shove it up the Dodgers' ass, but that remains to be seen.
1: Mizzou has manhandled Wyoming. Oh, wait. Hang on real quick. Yes. Predictions. Cardinals make the playoffs or not? Uh, I'm going to say that they, they get the second wild card spot and they lose that game.
2: See, I think they get the second wild card spot. They win that game
0: but lose the first series.
1: They lose the first series? Yeah. Okay. There could be a possibility of a
0: Cardinals-Cubs playoff game.
1: Like a playoff series, or no, or, or even the playing game, a, yeah, no, you're no, right. No,
0: no, no, a play into the playing game. Oh, a play, yeah, that's a game. One could be a possibility
1: yeah. too, because
2: that series is is it next weekend?
0: I was just pulling up the schedule. Next here. weekend,
2: uh,
1: yeah, weekend. it is. I think that's, it's next, weekend. Big
0: it next ser- weekend. between
2: the Dodgers and Cubs. Two very, very because, big series. They absolutely, determine the rest of the
0: season. Yeah, because I mean the Cardinals are only they're four games out of first. They're two behind the Brewers for second. Yep. So
1: if the, if the Cardinals get swept by the Dodgers this weekend. I have a feeling that that may have been their death warrant. It's very oh, one hundred. They'd have to win out yeah. the rest of the year. I, I think that 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 might be it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Missouri Tigers, back to you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the Missouri Tigers they manhandled uh, Dino Costa's Wyoming Cowboys. Love it over the weekend. It, it seemed like it was. They started out kind of shaky. Yeah. And then once they turned it on, they turned it on. Their next opponent will be the Purdue Boilermakers, and Purdue zero two on the year. Purdue kind of exposed the Tigers last year for being a little bit of a paper tiger. Yep. So they're going to have a little bit of revenge on their mind. The game is in West Lafayette, the first road game of the year for the Tigers. Um, college football is kind of funny. Like There's so many games that are great, and there's so many games that are dogs. Yeah. Um, so this one, I'm, I'm expecting Mizzou to win this one.
2: If you don't think Locke's throwing five touchdowns on Saturday, yeah. you're ridiculous. Um,
1: and I just hope that this, this is going to be the toughest thing if you're a college football coach or even a college basketball coach. So the next game is going to be against Georgia, the game after Purdue. So you don't want your team, who was basically made up of mostly high school kids, like high school age, age type kids. kids, yeah, yeah, they're teenagers or twenty or twenty one, not exactly the most dependable demographic on the face of the <laughs> earth. No. So if you're a coach, like the toughest thing has got to be to keep them focused, because you you cannot, you don't want to lose this Purdue game. You know, to a team, a, to a, a, a Purdue team that you should beat mm. and have this cost of your bowl game at the end of the it, year. It's a trap game,
2: for Big sure. Big time. Because eyes are all ahead on Georgia, especially if they go into, uh, you know, next week, you know, 3-0, and especially Georgia's a team to beat in the SEC East. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a trap game, despite the fact that Purdue's been awful this year. Who the hell did they lose to last weekend that was so bad?
1: It was probably like... Kansas or yeah, Eastern was, Washington. Kansas or,
2: hasn't won a game since Nam, No, so.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, KU won a game for the first time in three years last weekend. That's right. Oh, They had been on, the, on that big of a losing streak? I didn't realize, yeah. they, were, I didn't realize they were that bad. It, it was, was that, that bad. Well,
2: then the guy came out and was like, well, this football program makes no sense for the university, which is in massive debt right now, so we should just cut it.
1: Well, okay, and the, after KU lost like the first game, they got completely smoked. Yeah people like on i heard that on on jayhawk message boards i can't believe people in ku actually give a shit about their football team there's teams. a ku football message board yeah they were saying that, that ku just needs to go out and get less miles god, so i'm you, like if, can if you imagine less miles why would you go anywhere near ku football can you
0: imagine the hot takes on that no oh my god
1: it, it's probably just a i mean that is a cesspool for, it is. for
2: sociopaths and <laughs> I mean,
0: murderers, murderers and people with <laughs> literally it's, that, no,
2: nothing to look. It is the bottom of it because it's a collective group of people who have nothing to look forward. Well, to.
1: OK, I think what it is, because there's some people like you see them fans of like certain teams. You're like, how does how the hell does that happen? Yeah. And I think what alive it is, is kind of like it's traditions that are that are handed down. Yeah. You know, like maybe KU, like that, that. when KU had that one stretch where they were pretty good and they were going to the Orange Bowl, yeah. you know, maybe someone became a fan then and right. now they're just kind of like stuck with being a KU fan. Right. Or maybe when KU, I, I don't know when they were, they were ever really good at football, but like that's when their dad or their grandfather was, you know, a big fan and they he played, raised them to be KU football fans.
2: Probably around the same time that uh, they were playing Mizzou. Like oh sure! The, I mean, when they were decent, the last time I remember them being decent, I remember the game in uh, Kansas
1: City. Yeah, I did too. Was, it a was Mizzou- Chase-
0: Missouri was one. Kansas was one, and Missouri was two. Yeah, and, yeah. And
1: football. And football. Chase Daniel years, right? Yeah, when yeah. when, when Akeem was playing, he's yeah, for one, uh, he's
0: one Daniel, one, one yeah. sing- singular Chase, Daniel. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Singular. Yeah. Who's made like.
1: $80 million in the NFL? He's made a lot of money in the NFL. He's big thinking, in and he's, no, no. He's
0: taking 80 snaps. And he's made like $18 million. Yes. That's, that's what, that's what job I think it's for, for
1: holding a clipboard.
0: Mizzou gets screwed on the starting time on the Georgia game. Yes, they did. He's going to be at 11.30. The, the the brainchild of the CBS and the SEC puts Arkansas and Auburn as the SEC game of the week on that CBS is, at two thirty. That
1: is such what a mis- the hell that is I am tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a mistake. that's so, that such poor programming by CBS because you have two mid markets in Missouri. You have one major market in Georgia. In Arkansas, you have a small market in Little Rock. In Alabama, you have a couple of small markets in Mobile and Birmingham. That's it. I is, mean, Auburn is, even, is Auburn even
0: a national brand? I mean, it's not Alabama. Auburn,
1: Auburn is a national f- brand. F- football, yeah. Football. Auburn football is a national brand. There's people who are Auburn fans who never probably even stepped foot in Alabama. Yeah. But I'm just talking about from like a competitive standpoint. I'm from Alabama. I mean, Georgia, Rainbow. <laughs> I mean, Georgia is Georgia right now is a top four team. A top two team. Top two team. So it's, it's not like Georgia's unranked. If Georgia was unranked, I'd be like, okay, well no, CBS made the right move. <laughs> I but know a because, lot about Missouri
0: because, football. They're going to beat Georgia. It's be, be great,
1: because Georgia, because Georgia is um, you know a highly ranked team and a great team. I mean, they came real close to winning the national title last year. Yeah,
2: and a perennial and a perennial.
1: Team. And then you have Mizzou, who's going to have the St. Louis and the Kansas City markets watching that game. Absolutely. Right. I don't want it, to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense from a programming standpoint. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
2: It's, it's programming bias. SEC Mizzou's still the bastard child. They're of not the consider, SEC. They're
1: not considered a real yeah. SEC. team. Yeah. They they're put, considered a tourist.
2: Right. They. I mean that the Auburn Arkansas game could have easily been Vanderbilt versus Tennessee because yes. those
0: two are blue blood SEC programs. I mean, I mean the whole SEC East is a joke except for Georgia. I mean look. I mean look. Yeah, the, look Florida, look how Florida's, the mighty
1: Florida's pretty bad. How the mighty have fallen. Yes.
2: It's not, it's not... I mean, compared to the SEC West... It, yeah, it's it, a joke. It's, it's inferior. But they've got a couple of good teams. Kentucky's undefeated. They just beat Florida for the first time in yes. 31 years. Which Look at is this guy. Man, love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> um, I just hate Florida so much. So, I, I, it, it's you SC,
0: you it, have good reason to hate Florida.
2: It, it's SEC biased. I mean, it's going to take Mizzou a year. I just got into a conversation uh, with a client yesterday uh, who's a big Mississippi State fan, and I said... Mississippi State, like who who roots for Mississippi State knowingly and do, you know doesn't try to hide from the world, and he's going on and on about you know Mississippi State Bulldog football this year. You know Nick Fitzgerald, they're pretty gonna, good. They're, Fitzgerald's a player, but he was like you know what what school did you go to? I go Mizzou. He goes, you guys aren't even in the SEC. And this yeah. guy, you know, he's probably pushing sixty. He graduated from Mississippi State in seventy three or whatever.
1: It, right? I think a lot of it is kind of how. How that region of the nation views Missouri and St. Louis. It's, 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 then why it's, were it's,
0: we it's, in the SEC championship game, ass? Twice. Well, okay, but see, like, it, it, was it ugly it, both it, times? It, it, it Maybe. Could've, they could've,
1: <laughs> we're playing they Alabama. They could have won. And Auburn. They, and Auburn.
2: They could have won, and nobody in the SEC would have cared. It's yeah. That, it's that It's that Central Florida mentality. You know, yeah. they went undefeated. Yes. No one really recognizes them, though. Who gives a shit? Like, they had to make their and own I, championship race. Honestly, yeah.
1: I think a lot of it has to do with geography, too, because... Oh, 100%. It, it's, Missouri is so strange. If you go down to the south, I mean, they, they think we're Yankees, Mm-hmm. And then, like, when I go to New York and I start talking, people are like, so where are you from, like, Alabama? <laughs> I mean, we, we all sound like hillbillies when, we, when you go to the Northeast. So it's so strange. People uh, They sound
0: like arrogant buttholes.
1: I used, to, I used to work with somebody. I talk STL who's from Chicago, and he used to say all the time, like, you know, oh, you hillbillies here in the South. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, you hillbillies in the South. I'm like, you think St. Louis is the South? And he's like, "Well, it's, you know, it's more south than Chicago." Well, I'm like, "Well, no shit, Sherlock, but so was Miami. I really don't think Miami is the south."
2: You get down to the Boot Hill, of Missouri, down near Caruthersville Arkansas. You're right. Arkansas, you, you, you don't have to that drive. I don't
1: there. think
0: they're from the south. They
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: I begged I begged to differ on no, that. No, I was being facetious. <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. I was <laughs> being <laughs> facetious. Just a,
1: just a tad. Just a tad. Uh, but uh I mean, yeah, you're right. You, you don't, have to, you know, drive too far more no. south. Uh, two, St. To St. Louis, 2 hours. Two you're hours seeing, south, you are an SEC. You are seeing, seeing cotton fields and oh, all. Yeah.
0: Southern yeah. Illinois is a real treat. Oh yeah, oh, I mean yeah. the the small towns around Carbondale, Hurst, Bush, Pinkneyville, Royalton, <laughs> Pinkneyville. I am not even farther south. Oh yeah, I mean you want to talk about
1: first of all poor, 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 poor. Yes,
0: and it's awful, and they get treated by like shit by the state of Illinois. Because um, it, because
1: it's not Chicago. Because
0: it's not Chicago. <laughs> yes. All their taxes down there go to run like CTA.
1: Yeah, I believe it. No, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely believe it. Maybe with the other deal with Chicago, they're thinking about doing in California and splitting. There was like a proposal to split California up into like four different states. So where would you split Illinois? Like Springfield down? Yeah. Actually, I think the I think <laughs> just make the north Chicago I've seen a proposal. North, just every, everything outside of Chicago, like well, Chicago, Chicago will be like a city state, like the old, like ancient Greece.
2: Right, and everyone, then, in Vatican City. Everyone north of Springfield. <laughs> when you meet someone who lives in, I mean, Aurora or Naperville, you know, you ask them, "Where are you from?" Chicago. Well, where are you really from? Oh, I actually live in Naperville. Like that's okay. not Chicago. It's not either. Chicago, ass. But they'll tell you, oh, I'm from
0: Chicago. It's if- Chicago land. They get to see, like Chicago land TV. <sighs> okay, like
2: I've, I've
0: seen a line. I've seen some a proposal where they, they draw the line like through Lincoln. Okay, Peoria, Peoria, Springfield. Talk about a butthole. Oh, I know Peoria.
2: My
1: goodness.
0: I mean, and they call themselves Little Chicago. <laughs>
1: like, Peoria what- calls itself Little Chicago. Oh yeah, yes, it's a thing.
0: Pe- yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm like, w- uh, no, have you? Ben Chicago you might be how about you guys call yourself big bell, bell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have Caterpillar. that's cool kind of but yeah um so yeah so I think Peoria would be in the south no Peoria would be in the north but like Springfield would be in the south Chicago would be the new capital of, of northern of north Illinois yeah uh Springfield will be the capital of south Illinois there you go that's that's all you need right there. I
1: mean, like, yeah. okay, we're talking about people who, you said they, like, they lived in Naperville, but they said they were from Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was living in Franklin County and I was traveling anyplace else, I was outside oh, of the state, I would sure. tell people yeah. I lived in St. Louis, yeah. even oh, yeah. though I wasn't, because I mean, I, it's, it's easier to say that than explain it.
2: Because the next question someone would have is, well, where's that?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I tell so someone, I, if I I tell, live- but I'll tell you what, like, I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> says something about the education system in the United States. I would tell people I was from St. Louis and they would have no idea. Oh, yeah. No earthly Awful. idea where that is. Geography None. is like not None. taught
0: anymore. So we've been, but you know, we're so over here on this side of the road, we're so accustomed to saying, well, we're from near St. Louis. Because if you say you're from St. Louis and you live in Illinois and you tell someone from St. Louis that, they're going to be like, no, you're not. You're from Illinois, and that's different.
1: Okay, well, St. Louis <laughs> is like that, too. If you lived outside... Okay, if you if you live in the county, you can't say you're from St. Louis. Oh, yeah, there's city definitely res- a bias. City residents oh, no, are, like, like, I'm city from, residents I'm from are like that I'm from Glendale. I'm from Kirkwood. Yes. I'm from Florissant. City residents are like that big time. You oh, can't yeah. say that you live in St. Louis if you live in one of the outlying areas, and then you can't say you live in St. Louis if you live west of the 270 loop. Yep. Then, I mean, oh my God, you might as well just be... That should you know, be its own state. Do you wanna know- you <laughs> might be living in the Ozarks with Marty Bird.
0: <laughs> you, you, right. You want to how far that goes back. So I like old highway photos. I think they're just kind of neat. Yeah. So there's a there's a picture of looking west on t- westbound seventy at two seventy. The control cities, like where says like where you're gonna go, that's what the control city on the board is uh Hazelwood and Kirkwood. <laughs> Not like Memphis, Chicago. Yeah. To go north and south. Yeah. Hazelwood, Kirkwood where the control cities on, on the sign. That's pretty funny. Big booming economy in those
1: Oh Those yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's quickly talk about the NFL. What was the biggest surprise from Week One for you?
2: <sighs> biggest surprise? Uh, how about the Bills getting absolutely smacked down by the Ravens? That... I mean, I mean, I knew the Bills were going to suck, and for some, Nathan Peterman for the Bills has to have tasteful nudes of the front, <laughs> the the front office in The key Buffalo, word is tasteful. Tasteful nudes because it's a it's the NFL, so they pay top dollar for the nudes. Buffalo
1: Bills might be historically bad. To me, the biggest surprise from Week 1 was the beatdown the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh, handed the New Orleans Saints. What a game that was. The New Orleans Saints, I had as, you know, they were a pretty big Super Bowl contender. and I think they still can be. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, unless you unless you lose, like, your starting quarterback, you're not going to be out of the Super Bowl contention in Week 1. Right. But that was a pretty big eye-opening game, considering that everybody was talking about how this New Orleans Divas was supposed to be revamped and so much better, and you let uh, Ryan Fitzmatrick you know, you right. hang, hang that uh, that 48 burger on you. Right. Um, it was painful as a Raiders fan to see Cleo Mack <laughs> look like Lawrence Taylor Ooh. on Sunday Night Football. But they could not stop him. They could not stop him. But the funny thing about that Sunday Night Football game is that it made Gruden look like a fool and prove his point all at the same damn yeah. time. It really did. Because they gave they gave Cleo Mack all that money. And then what happened in the second half? All that money and that great defense could not stop Aaron Rodgers and the and the Green Bay Packers going no. to win the game.
2: Well, Aaron Rodgers is uh, the best football player on the planet. I yes. Mean, it's not even quarterback. He's the best football player on the planet.
1: Did you hear what Tom Brady said about I, Aaron Rodgers? I was
2: just going to bring that up.
1: About how if he had the, the, the uh, New England system and the knowledge of it. He'd throw for 60 TDs. Yeah, he, he would throw for like 7,000 yards a season.
2: I mean, he what he can do, and hurt, like hurt, legitimately hurt, Comes out of the game, goes back in, and still just, I mean, puts on a clinic.
1: I'm not, I'm not necessarily a Packers fan. I'm not a Packers hater, I'm not a, but I'm not a Packers fan, but I love Aaron Rodgers. I was happy to see him get back on the field because I did not want to go through an NFL season without being able to watch Aaron Rodgers play.
0: Oh, no. It, may, it would make for terrible a terrible NFL season if you could not watch Aaron Rodgers play. Uh, here's what, How much time we have left? Whatever you guys want to do. Okay. Um. I mean, we're up against a strong clock here. I have my next show waiting to come. In here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I saw this on Yahoo, and I thought it was a pretty good point. They're talking about how you know the NFL ratings. I saw the latest thing, and there you know some have increased, some have uh, had decreased. <laughs> yeah. You know, not too much either way. Mm-hmm. But I saw on Yahoo.com about how one reason why the NFL ratings may be down. Some of it, yeah, it might be the protests. It might be, you know, the, the um, you know, Colin Kaepernick not having a job in the NFL. But they think that it might be because Peyton Manning is not playing. And I think that if you are someone who has a big problem with the protests during the National Anthem, odds are Peyton Manning was probably your favorite player. So I'm wondering.
0: (laughs) Boy, these New Balance shoes are really comfortable.
1: (laughs) Talk about the spokesman
2: for New Balance. Peyton Manning would be your guy. (laughs) So I'm
1: I'm wondering if there is kind of something to that. Boy, this Bush beer is really good. You know, like, hey, uh, there's no more Peyton Manning. I can't watch Peyton anymore. So, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch the NFL, but it's not going to be the same without him. Mm. And then you see players taking the knee. By the way, I only saw two take a knee during week one of the NFL. But if I see, you know, I'm seeing players take a knee, I'm done with it. I'm wondering if those two are kind of hand-in-hand.
2: Hand. It might be a stretch to say that, but I mean, I, sh- I certainly missed football without Peyton Manning in, in his heyday because, like Aaron Rodgers, it was you didn't even have to be a fan of the Colts. You didn't have to be a You're fan right. of Broncos. You watched the game because Peyton Manning is playing.
1: And he also had like some of those things where people were like, "It means, I'm, I'm sure there's people who do this with Aaron Rodgers and do this with Tom Brady yeah. that they hate watch.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure
1: you, you want to see him make the 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 blundering interception that's yep. going to, to cost them yep. you you kind of want to see that happen um, and I think you're seeing too and i
2: I put about this much merit. At, you, you at home can't see how small my fingers are aligned. Teeny together tiny. Right now.
0: Teeny tiny. Like I'm pinching your head tiny.
2: Yes. But I put about this much merit into NFL ratings being down and that like the NFL actually being concerned about it because they're still making a shit ton of money. It's the most watched sport the, the, out of any of the major sports. Here's
1: the one thing that people who are always, you know, too proud to say about how the NFL ratings are down. Right. They are down. But they're still higher than everything. Else. Than everything. Everything else. Yes. So they're not losing it, sleep at night. Trees do not grow to the sky. They were eventually going to do what's called a market correction. It was. It was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Are the ratings going down? Are the are the ratings? Have they come down? Sure, they have. But they've come down for everything. Right. The Big Bang Theory. Their ratings aren't as high as what they used to be, and that's one of the number one shows on TV. Same thing with This Is Us. And and like, okay, like remember when Roseanne came out Mm. and Roseanne had this astronomically huge rating, right? And that was like the first one because I think there were probably people like me who kind of like had this, you know, like it was nostalgia. Hey, I wonder how the new Roseanne is going to be. I remember liking it as a kid. I'm wondering if I'm going to like it now as an adult. And Mm -hmm. it turned out there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, you know what but it should have stayed back in the 80s and the 90s. Right. So Because like the ratings were like you know, uh, episode, or the second, the, I think there was like two episodes the first night it aired. The following week, I think the ratings were still high, but they did drop quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, like you said, the NFL is not worried about how they're not going to make any money. They're no. still going to be making a ton of money. It's still the number one sport in the United States. I know it's not that big here in St. Louis because the Rams left, but there's still plenty of people who watch, still plenty of people who play fantasy football.
0: Back to the Bills for a minute. What was what did LaShawn McCoy get in trouble for last week? LaShawn McCoy. Uh,
1: well, it well, wasn't last it week. It wasn't last he, week. Yeah, but well, the,
2: he got in an altercation with his I don't know girlfriend or it was It
1: was an ex girlfriend. Yeah. She was staying in a house that McCoy owns, and apparently, like she had some of his jewelry. And, and the act, like, the act, the, act was, the accusation that was made was that McCoy sent one of his boys to go take the jewelry back.
0: LaShawn McCoy, I don't need you getting in any trouble. I need you on the field scoring points for the Karaoke Kings of Chicago National Football Club LLC. I need you to do it now. I do not need you to score three point six points. I need
1: more from you. Well, he uh, he he would have he would have been a tough pick because I I was. In My fantasy league last year, I had Lashawn McCoy on my team, and he was real hit and miss.
0: So I'm an idiot when it comes to. I would not
1: no. have taken him. I
2: mean, it's it's not a bad. I mean, he's on my team. He didn't play well. Signed. I don't expect him to have a wild
0: year by any means. No, I mean, Cream uh, uh, Hunt's my my bread and butter RB. So, but I'm real dumb and not real good at what they call what the kids call the internet. Sometimes, and because I'm getting old, and so I was, I, I wanted to just put. Uh, LaShawn McCoy on my bench because there was a, something about me, he, maybe he was not going to play Sunday, so I was going to bump another running back sure. up. Well, I hit drop on accident. Oh. oh. So I had to reclaim him off waivers. Okay. So I think I, I haven't checked yet today, but they, they process all the waiver things today. So, so
1: yeah, you you might be lucky that you might be able to get him back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was lucky I had Tyreek Hill.
0: Oh. And he was okay. Did he, either he was, of you see the future and get Ryan Fitzpatrick?
1: No,
2: I, I would. I millionaire millionaire uh, DraftKings guy, because, guy who won the millionaire had Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> as his quarterback.
1: Because Ryan Fitzpatrick, you, I mean, the next game that they play, I, I don't even know who it's against. He could throw seven interceptions. You'll never know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. Oh yeah, he either throws seven touchdowns or we throw seven interceptions. Um, from your former, yeah, former from your
0: uh, St. Louis Rams, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, Rams. Play,
1: he's played for so many different teams. Yeah. He's,
0: Another guy who's probably taken 80 snaps in his career and made you know $20 million.
1: And the funny thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think it was when he was playing for the Buffalo Bills. And I remember watching it and seeing him run onto the field, and I'm like, God, if I was a Bills fan, I'd be so depressed right now. And looking <laughs> at that guy running the field and say, that's our quarterback, that think, guy. How do
2: you think they feel now trotting Peterman out there? I mean, well,
1: Josh now, Allen's going to start Josh Allen's going to start. And he's, you, he's, he's gonna, he we, is going to be a disaster. We
0: have felt that. When, they, when the Rams rolled out Case Keenum and Nick Foles, Oh, when they I felt Keith I felt Null. that way about the Rams yeah. for the last ten. Years. Yeah, for the, for the for the last five years they were here. Like,
1: who's our freaking quarterback? Or, Bradford went down, and who's going to play now? I remember, there was one year they ran out Keith Knoll, and Keith Knoll yeah. was like from Western Texas A and M. was Like that, come on, that's I could have sworn
0: up. too that they dug uh, that they got uh, Doug Rippon out of his grave and brought him out there <laughs> to, call, to be a signal caller.
1: It was painful to watch the Rams play as well as they did on Monday night. Oh. Um, it's hard not it's hard not to watch them though. As I, a I,
2: former
0: Saint Louis it's it's hard not to I'm flip still it. a Rams fan. I I, 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 don't, I, I tried really hard not to be but because I hate the steamer and I hate Kevin Demoff.
1: I I have someone asked me you know, like you know about the Rams and I'm like, "Look, I don't hate any of the players. I don't hate any of the fans. I hate Kevin Demoff and I hate Stan Kroenke." So it's kind of hard for you to root for the success of the players and for them to fail at the same time. The one thing I know, here's the one, I'd love to get Vinny Bonsignor on the uh, podcast sometime. Here's the one thing I do not understand at all about the L.A. Rams fans. They are so annoyed with the Chargers being in Los Angeles, and I don't get it. I don't understand why they care that the Chargers are there. They're furious about it. Furious well, about it. you, you, you see you bad
2: and, attendance on Sunday? Oh, it was bad. How bad that was? The, how many people were there?
1: Well, F- Chargers three, fans like or Chiefs like fans? Six,
2: six, San Diego fans are
1: probably 15,000, jeez. Yeah, I mean it was like oh, it, it was really? like it was yeah, it was like Arrowhead West. But the thing oh, is man. like like R- LA Rams fans are furious that the Chargers are in Los Angeles and are going to be in that stadium with them uh in Inglewood and I don't understand why. Wh- it's, it's, wh- it's, it's 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 Los Angeles. Okay, there's not someone sitting in Los Angeles right now going Am I going to be a Rams fan or am I going to be a Chargers fan? There's there's people who are always if you're a Rams fan, you're a Rams fan. If you're a Chargers fan, you're a Chargers fan. Anybody who's kind of in in between, like hemming and hawing and weighing their choices, they're probably gonna you know they're good one year. The Rams are good one year, they'll be a Rams fan. And the Chargers are good the next year, and the Rams are bad, they'll be a Chargers fan. I don't. It's, and then it's the NBA.
2: And then the NBA starts. Yeah, and NBA,
1: everyone's a Lakers fan. Yeah, basically they're just waiting time for LeBron to make his appearance with the Lakers. You
0: know, and that's really what it is.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> it's what it is. But I mean, it's Los Angeles that you're sharing. It's not oh, yeah. like it's a it's a one bedroom loft with a Murphy bed. Right. It's big enough that you both can exist in L. A. And be okay.
2: It's 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 weird how uh, the Los Angeles stereotype of pretentiousness and uh, is coming out even in the NFL. What. It's, it's weird that uh, LA fans are so entitled. That's mind blowing to me.
1: Not entitled, but just, <laughs> I mean, but like anger that they're there. We don't want you here in this well, they So they've had, they've what, had. What do you care if the Chargers are there? They've what had do you care?
2: two football teams for, what, two years now? And yeah. they, they think it's just, well, we run the league now and get to dictate who goes what, where.
1: Here's what the, here's what the, all honestly, what it is. The LA Rams fans are thankful that the Raiders are not there at all. Oh, yeah. Because if it was the Raiders that got chosen to, to move to Los <laughs> Angeles and not the Chargers. <laughs> You Rams fans would be really pissed because Raiders is I mean LA is a Raiders town. Oh, can you imagine Raiders
2: fans out in that parking lot with Rams fans? Oh man. I, it, the, it, it, the, the Oakland crowd coming up to pretentious LA. It,
1: it would be like a motorcycle it'd be like a motorcycle gang going <laughs> over sons a church of, picnic.
2: Sons of, sons of Anarchy in yes, real it life. Would.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. You'd
2: be at the forefront being a Raiders fan,
1: <laughs> carrying the torch. Um special thanks to No, I mean, he hasn't messaged me back. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch on the other side.